Welcome to this podcast on liability of the parties on a negotiable instrument brought to you by Cali. I'm Professor Jennifer Martin. The topic of this podcast is the basics of who's liable on a negotiable instrument and to whom. Why is this important? Oftentimes an examination question will simply ask who's liable. It's important to use the correct legal terminology when describing responsible parties and claims and to organize claims either by responsible party or the party making the claim. In this podcast, we will look at responsibility of drawers, makers, drawee banks, depository banks, endorsers, transferees, and presenters. Whether a person has liability on an instrument typically involves three steps. First, did the person sign the instrument? Second, in what capacity did they sign the instrument? And third, to whom is liability owed? Let's begin with the signing of an instrument. Most often, liability on a negotiable instrument will turn on whether a party signed an instrument and in what capacity. The rule of 3401 makes clear that a person is not liable on an instrument unless they signed it themselves or an agent signed on their behalf. Moreover, the signature includes not only traditional signing of names, but also words, marks, and symbols that authenticate a writing. While oftentimes an examination question will disclose the fact that someone made a signature, be on the lookout for a problem where the signer made a thumbprint or other mark on an instrument. A thumbprint or other mark can qualify as the signature. The capacity in which a person signs an instrument will tell us whether they have liability on an instrument and whether they might have a claim against another party. The parties that sign an instrument are most often drawers, makers, endorsers, an accepting bank, transferors, and presenters. Let's look at drawers. A drawer of a check will have liability as a signer of an instrument if the check is dishonored. If the draft is accepted, then the drawer is discharged. A claim against a drawer may be made by a person entitled to enforce the draft, a PEAT, or to an endorser who paid the draft after dishonor under Section 3415. For instance, presume I write a check for $35 to Sarah for my son's clarinet lesson and the check is dishonored. Sarah, as a Pete, would be able to bring a claim against me as drawer of the check. This would be true even if the check were was written on a joint account I have with my husband Tom. Sarah could not bring a claim against Tom because he did not sign the check. You might ask whether Sarah could circumvent the bank and just bring the check directly to me. The answer is no. When a payee takes a check for an obligation under Section 3310, the obligation to pay the payee is suspended until dishonor, meaning Sarah will have to go to the bank and cannot ask me for the $35 unless the check is dishonored. The same is true with respect to a maker of a note. A maker of a note has absolute liability according to the terms of the note as issued or as to an incomplete instrument as completed. This liability is owed to a PEAT or an endorser paying the instrument under Section 3415. Notice that with a note, there's no dishonor requirement because there's no bank involved. What about the dry bank on a check? A dry bank that does not sign an instrument does not have liability. With my check written to Sarah, if the dry bank dishonors the check, the bank will have no liability and Sarah cannot bring a claim against the bank. This would be true even if the bank should have honored the check. 
Of course, if the bank wrongfully dishonors a check, it may have liability to the account holder, me, under the rule of 4402. However, once the drawee bank accepts the check, meaning the drawee has signed it in a way to indicate its agreement to pay the check, the drawee bank then has liability and has agreed to pay it as presented according to the rules of 3413. A bank that certifies a check has accepted it under the rule of 3409. We sometimes call the drawee that has accepted a check an acceptor. The liability of a drawee bank on a check is owed to a peat, the drawer, or an endorser who paid the draft. Let's turn to endorsers, meaning those who do not issue an instrument but rather sign the instrument for the purposes of negotiation. Most often the signature is on the reverse side of the instrument. An endorser has liability on the instrument only if it's been dishonored and timely notice within 30 days of the endorsement is given. If there are multiple endorsers, the rule of section 3415 holds each endorser liable to all prior endorsers. Liability is owed to any peat or subsequent endorser obligated to pay on its own endorsement. Presume I write a check for $100 to my friend Scott. Scott, needing lunch money, endorses the back of the check and gives it to Charlene in exchange for $95. Charlene deposits the check at her bank, which presents it for payment. When my bank dishonors the check because I'm short of funds, Charlene may bring a claim against Scott under an obligation as an endorser. Those who transfer an instrument, whether or not they endorse it, are called transferors and make a transfer warranty under section 3416 and 4207. If the warranty is breached, then the transferor has liability. This liability is owed to later transferees in the chain, not including the payer bank. The transferor makes a warranty that includes, among other things, that the warrantor is a peat, all signatures on the instrument are authentic and authorized, and that the instrument's not been altered. Presume thief steals a check from my mailbox made out to me, endorses it with a blank endorsement, and sells it to Scott. Scott then sells the check to Charlene. Putting aside the thief, Scott would be a transferor who made a warranty to Charlene that he was a peat and that all signatures were authentic. Because the warranty is not true, Scott would have liability to Charlene as a transferor. In this case, Scott might take the loss if he cannot find the thief. The payee and all other parties in the chain through the depository bank are called presenters and make a presentment warranty under section 3417 and 4208. If the warranty is breached, then the presenter has liability. This liability is owed only to the payer bank that makes payment or accepts the draft in good faith. Presentment warranties are slightly more narrow than transfer warranties and include, among other things, that the presenter's a peat, the draft has not been altered, and the presenter has no knowledge that the signature of the drawer is unauthorized. Recall the check stolen by thief and transferred to Scott and Charlene. If Charlene deposits the check at Depository Bank and Payer Bank honors the check, Depository Bank 
Charlene, Scott, and Thief will have made presentment warranties to pay our bank. The presentment warranties would be breached because none of the parties would be a peep due to the theft of the check from my mailbox. Before we conclude, a word about the liability of representatives. Keep in mind that sometimes a representative of a business may be the signer and will bind the represented person under the rules of agency pursuant to Section 3402. The representative is not signing the instrument in their personal capacity and will not be liable on the instrument so long as the signature unambiguously indicates that it is made on behalf of the represented person. However, the representative could be liable as a signer of an instrument in their own capacity if the signature does not unambiguously indicate the representative capacity or the represented person is, is not identified in the instrument unless the representative can prove that the original parties did not intend the representative to be liable on the instrument. That said, in cases of ambiguity, the representative will be liable to a holder in due course without notice of the representative capacity. At this point, you should be able to describe who has liability on an instrument and to whom such liability is owed. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast on liability of the parties. Laudables are produced and distributed by Cali, the Center for Computer-Assisted Legal Instruction. Find more Laudables at www.cali.org laudables. Send your question and feedback to laudables at cali.org. That's L-A-W-D-I-B-L-E-S at C-A-L-I dot org. The Laudable theme music is Ask Me No Question by Learning Music. Laudables are for educational purposes only. Please seek an attorney if you need legal advice.